Hey everybody, this is Eric Stark with Radio Arizona RV. Today's episode is number 52 and we're going to be talking about solar and the guest on the show today is going to be Mark Spielsbury from Go Power Solar. Go Power is one of the, well they are the largest solar manufacturer for the RV industry. They've been around the longest, they have the most experience and even today RVs, one out of three RVs are coming pre-wired for Go Power Solar. So that says a lot about the company and the kind of products they deliver. So before we get into the interview, I just want to remind everybody to check out our website, sunpromfg.com, and look at our new slide-out awning fabric with the 10-year warranty. You can't beat that. 10 years warranty on a slide-out awning fabric, and they're not priced through the roof. They're still very affordable, so you got to check that out. It's called the Ultra 10-Year Slide-Out Awning Fabric. So at sunpromfg.com. Then we're also, just so you know, we're doing a facelift on radio, or excuse me, Arizona RV Parts Center website. So that'll have a new look in the next week or so, or maybe even by the time this episode comes out, but we're working on that in the background. So now let's get into the interview with Mark Spilsbury from GoPower Solar. So as I said, today, Mark Spilsbury from GoPower's on the show, and we're going to be talking about solar and Mark has over 20 years experience in the solar field. He has 19 years with GoPower. GoPower has been in business for about 23 years. So we have a lot of history here and a lot of expertise on solar. So we're going to go through some different questions with Mark. And by the way, Mark is an RVer. He's, so he rents RVs. He borrows RVs. He doesn't own one at present, but he does use them. So he's familiar with the systems and how the solar works and you know, ways to tweak it to make it better, to change things. He understands the confined space, you know, generators, you know, the, the need for all these different things in RV. So he has a complete understanding of this, which is really nice, and especially for being at one company for 19 years. So he has experience with their, with their products, you know, from all different sides. So it's very nice. And so welcome to the show, Mark. Glad to have you today. Hey, thanks for having me. Oh, no problem. It's our it's our pleasure and to have an expert. You know, solar is one of the things that, um, you know, people call me coming into the store quite a bit, and they ask about it, and it's kind of like a black hole in a sense, I guess, when the conversation first starts because there's so many things because the, this question, the, the conversation might start as, can solar run my RV? <laughs> and... <laughs> You don't say. I've heard that a few times. <laughs> right. The basic answer is no, right? <laughs> it is. Okay. So solar can't well, run an RV, but go ahead. Well, sure. So they come. people come and ask, like, what can solar run or well, can it run my RV? Well, solar really can't run anything. It's really just a battery charger whenever it's light out. So it does take a few different components to make that happen. So you always have to have. Well, obviously some solar, but then the right amount of batteries for for your system. We look at batteries as like your gas tank. So we want to make sure you have a big enough gas tank for all of the solar you want to, the gas you want to fill, and then for all the, the gas you're going to burn. So another part of that question is people go, well, will, will it run my air conditioner? It's uh, not as easy to do, but pretty much these days we can run everything else in an RV except for the air conditioner without spending a, a ton on lithium and a, or batteries and then a ton of solar to do the job. But it, it, and everything else can be sized basically on the type of RV you are 
and then what you actually want to run. Okay, perfect. So the, the, the short answer is no, but the long answer is yes. So it could definitely be a benefit and I like how it won't run For an sure. air conditioner or very limited. And that's cause that's a concern sometimes. So to, yeah, like, well, Sorry, to run a microwave or an air conditioner, those are 110 volt items. So, you know, the solar panels right. are not going to hook up to the batteries and just magically run the air conditioner, right? You're going to have to have something in the system like an inverter. You do need an inverter. So that's going to take that battery power and then convert it into AC or shore power um, to do the job. And then we have to pick a big enough inverter, usually a, a 1500 watt or larger for most of the kitchen loads to power what you want to power up. Okay. So the solar basically is just going to keep that inverter charge or going because it's going to keep the batteries charged up. Yeah, exactly. Like, so a lot of people, when you go like where I'm like myself during the day, you park the RV, everything's all set up, but now you're off exploring or going to the beach or, or doing whatever. And the solar is just sitting there trying to charge your batteries up to hundred percent. And then when you get back from your outing, that's when you turn things on and fire things and you're now you're drawing off your batteries again. Um, that's kind of how it works. And then if you're not plugged into a park, that's where you need that inverter power. If you want to run your electronics or your, your kitchen appliances. And then, um, it's just basically drawing, uh, if you're doing AC appliances, it's drawing more power off your battery. So we usually add more batteries for people that are doing that. And, you probably don't need as much if you're just wanting to run your 12 volt loads, like your lights and your fans and that kind of thing. Okay, perfect. Cause there's a lot of misunderstandings with that. Some think that, you know, solar will run everything. You just plug an inverter in and away you go. But talking to you before the show, yeah. obviously it's a little more complicated than that. Um, you know, it can be very complicated or somewhat uncomplicated, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like if people want to run just their, like we were saying, just their cell phones and maybe they have um, some small electronics, uh, like their stereo, that kind of thing, you probably don't need that big of an inverter. You usually pick around about a 700-watt inverter. You can wire that, you know, if you, if you want to, directly into the battery and have maybe dedicated, you know, outlets if you wanted to pretty it up um, for just that type of usage. But if you want to run all your, you have all your outlets working, um, and run your kitchen appliances like your microwave, like a toaster, a coffee pot, that kind of stuff. Usually it's about a 1500 to a 2000 watt inverter, but there's two other components, um, or at least one other component. You need to run it through a transfer switch, so that only allows one source of AC power to, to, have, to come on. Um, and then you, um, that's also tied into your converter, which, which is the opposite of an inverter, uh, which takes, um, AC power and turns it into DC power so you can charge battery. Um, those are all the kind of little components that get wired in. And if, if we do them all right, they're all hidden away. And all you do is push a button on the wall when you want power. And when you don't turn it off and you're good to go. All right. Very good. Okay. So, so it's definitely doable. And that's what I like is there's a lot to it. Like you said, it's hidden away too. So there's a lot more to solar than what people really imagine because it's hidden away. Yeah. So, so it can yeah, make a little sure. more tricky to do, but, um, well, the other question people ask me is will solar replace my generator? I hear that all the time. Yeah. It sort of depends where you are and how often you need to rely on your generator. So if, you know, if you're in, uh, say the Texas in the middle of summer and you need your generator, so your ACs are on, 
probably not because you need that. But if you're, you know, in the Midwest in Arizona or in California, up, up in the Pacific Northwest, you probably don't need to rely on it as often. Um, and yeah, you can run, you know, all your, you can maybe run the, the, um, the AC for a little while, not on generator and have your fans and everything else going and you won't need it. Like I was saying, you really can size it up to run everything now in the RV, uh, except the AC for a long period of time. Those loads like, um, your refrigerator, if you have a, have a full residential refrigerator or like an air conditioner, those heating and cooling loads usually are on for a long period of time and draw more power where all your, your kitchen loads, like your microwaves and that kind of thing, they're, they're big draws, but they're only on for a short little burst of time. So usually your microwave is only on for, you know, five minutes a day, maybe a little more tops. Toasters, you know, depends how, how burnt you like your toast, but just, you know, <laughs> a couple minutes and it's done. <laughs> and then that's it. So, and all, all your entertainment loads, like your TV and your stereo are all low power draws, so they can be on for long periods of time. So, you know, if your fridge is a, a three-way propane fridge, you, you're, I'd leave it on propane because it, it always seems to draw next to nothing when I use them. They work great. But if they are a full uh, electric fridge, you may need to have a bit more solar and battery to be able to offset that draw. But that's still definitely doable. Okay, so that type of solar system is not going to be your little basic solar system. You're going to have to have an inverter in line or in the system. You're going to have multiple panels. You're going to have multiple batteries. Yeah. So that's going to be one of your more expensive systems, right? Yeah. So like if you're just like, if you're going out and you just want to run all the 12 volt loads um, and it's the, you know, the average family of four, say, um, they usually draw at about 50 to 60 DC amps a day. And our most popular kit we have is called the Overlander. And throughout, I know like the RV seeing, I say from like, you know, beginning of May to like the end of September, usually get about six hours of usable sunlight throughout that time on average. Um, obviously more in the summer, the less in the end, but um, that'll offset that draw. So if that's all you want to do, that's usually what people go with. If they just want, you know, the basics, the lights, the fans, the water pumps, all that kind of stuff. But if, yeah, as soon as you start wanting to run uh, AC appliances or, or use more power, that's where we need to add more solar and then add an inverter and add more batteries to make the system work for you. Okay, very good. And so they have some really great systems for doing that. The inverters we were talking before the show, very nice stuff. So, you know, GoPower has everything you mm-hmm. need to basically power up your RV on, on solar if you want to. Now, another thing, um, not only do I get asked about it, but, you know, I hear about it and people come into the store saying, hey, I bought some solar panels and installed them myself and, can you help me fix this problem? You know, it's not working right. Um, mm-hmm. So, but for the typical solar installation, let's say without an inverter, is that pretty much something a do it yourself could do, or would they have to take it to an RV shop? No, that's, that's definitely something they could do. Um, and there's different types of uh, solar kits and things we could get into, but with like your traditional, rigid style solar panel that we offer like our overlander kit that's like that 190 watt panel um really it's just um mounting the mounting feed to it before you take it up on the or or install it on the roof you have that ideally when i'm telling people to install it i always suggest putting it on like the awning side of the rv because in theory the other side is going to be what's shaded more if the awning is keeping you giving you shade um 
and then just putting it along that side. You usually want to try to hit um, the, at least the sidewall ribs um, so that you can anchor it in. But most roofs, depending how they're depending on what type of roofing material we're talking about, usually you can screw right into the roof and you're going to be fine. If you got, you know, like a an airstream or some kind of like teardrop shaped roof configuration, it might be a little bit trickier, but it's still definitely doable. Um, I know we had talked about it prior, but yeah, like one of the things we're doing uh, in the background is working a lot with the RV OEMs to pre-wire RVs. Uh, so right now we've got about one in three RVs that are manufactured have some kind of go power pre-wire for solar on them. Because the heart, usually for me and, and, and for the dealers, when you're getting installed, say at a dealership, the, the most time consuming part of it is running all the wiring through the walls after the fact. So if we can get the, the RV manufacturers to pre-wire it, um, that speeds up the install all immensely. So you can put the panel up on the roof. There's quick connections right there for you. Then on, on the inside of the RV, there's a, a location. We have a, a solar controller uh, decal that's marking the location of where the wire is. It's already got a little dotted line to make you cut to find the wire. And, uh, if that's on there still, if it's new. And then that's, where your wires for the controller um, and then down the battery, the wiring is already going to be labeled be there. Look it up to your battery and you're good to go. Okay, perfect. So one in three RVs are coming pre-wired with go power. So that makes it really easy. And if you're buying a new mm-hmm. RV, I just have to say this, you know, if it's, if you're buying, it's already pre-wired, just have the dealership do it all and throw it in on the financing. Be really cheap that way. Well, actually in, and for people out there, um, not everybody may know, there's actually a 30% uh, federal rebate you can get back when you do your taxes um, if you're using your RV as a secondary home. So that can be include solar, inverter, batteries, labor, all that. Um, and you can get uh, 30% of the cost back of the system at the end of the year. Yeah, I did see that on your website, gpelectric.com. I noticed that yesterday. So that's a nice incentive for those that are full-timers. Definitely save some sure. there, you know. And a lot of full timers buy new RVs, so throw it in on the financing. <laughs> Why not? That's right. So the do it yourself are really not that big of a deal to do. Um, they're probably more scared about or worried about you know drilling holes in the roof or putting holes in the roof. But most yep. roofs are sheeted with plywood, so that's not really an issue. Correct? Yeah, it's just you know yeah, if you look up a like a lot of people that are new to RVing don't realize how many holes are already in their, their <laughs> brand new rubber roof they have. Right. But there's there's lots, and then the you know you just be you don't have to be sparing with the uh, you know the the sealant that you use. So we we recommend either like you know the the main two that are out there to make sure your mounting feet are covered quite well. Right. Um, and it's in our instructions to do that. Um, the other type of panel you can use is a flex panel. Um, some people like those because they're uh, they're a lot lighter weight. They're like, obviously they're, they're really thin, they're flexible, but you can glue those down to the roof. Um, and then if your RV isn't already pre-wired where usually people run the wiring through your fridge vent, cause it's already plumbed to mm-hmm. go down inside. And then that usually brings you, this is what can take time, but usually brings you up, uh, in and around the refrigerator. There's usually a cavity above it that you can mount, um, the solar controller. And then from there you're running the wires to the battery. Right. Okay. So that makes it pretty simple. And all RV yeah. refrigerators have that vent on the top. So 
makes it real easy. Yeah. And they all have the cavity, like you said, so that makes perfect sense. Yeah, so that's why we see it. We see a lot of them running around there. And then the other the other style of pre-wire we have, so that one I'm referring to, we call it our, our wired for solar. Um, so if you see a wired for solar, you know, decal in there, that's what that is. And then the other one we call is uh, solar on the side, which is where we use just a little uh, round, or an, it's an SAE, it's like a two-wire prong port for our uh, portable solar kit. So okay. if you want a, like a briefcase style, deployable one, that's quick and easy. Um, everything's included in those kits. Do it all yourself anyway, but if they're, if they're already pre-ordered, they just put it in a nice convenient spot so you can just plug it in and set it up and you're good to go. Okay, very good. Yeah, so the, the portable stuff's getting more uh, popular. Obviously, you don't have to drill holes or worry about any additional things on your roof that way. And the portable stuff yeah, just so as effective as a built-in, right? It, they're, yeah, the, they're the same type of solar panels that you would use on the roof. The, the difference is with the portables, like you have to obviously set it up, put it out, and then uh, make sure you put it away, that kind of thing. Whereas the, the rooftop style are always working whenever they can. So it's in your driveway, while you're driving down the road, wherever it's getting sun, it's trying to maintain your batteries all the time. For the portables, obviously you have to be out in the, in the sun to do your thing. So um, up my way, uh, I'm in the, so I'm up in Victoria, BC, Canada, but um, a lot of the parts or, or campsites are heavily treed. So sometimes the rooftop is shaded. So when the, the systems are working uh, together with, work together so you can put the portable one out in the sun and then that way you're getting charged back if your rv shaded okay yeah that's kind of clever idea so that'll work so yeah you see solar is going to work just about wherever you're at and then the ease of it and even the installation is not that difficult now installing an inverter became, makes it a little more tricky but even that i've looked at your mm-hmm. instructions for you know a lot of your inverters and i think they're pretty clear on what you need to do Someone who's not familiar yeah. with electricity might have a few questions, but there there are definitely obstacles that can over be overcome. Correct? Yeah, for sure. Like okay. it depends how much time you have to do it. It's right? Just, you know, do you want to uh, like the the where there's two the, the smaller inverters or where they're just a straight inverter and you're going to use your already existing converter charger? Um, that's a little bit more simplistic of a system. If you're looking at the inverter chargers that are out there and the combinations, they're more feature rich, but they're a little bit more, um, need a little bit more of a uh, electrician mind to be able to install those through your breaker panel and do all that. So some of that is, um, I leave up to an expert if you're not comfortable with it, but the smaller inverters for sure are something you can do. Okay, definitely. That's, that's good. And so then, you know, one of the things I was going to bring up was holes in the roof, but you already brought brought that out and you yeah, a good point there's, there's already holes in the roof there's holes all over your rv so four or eight yep. more or 12 more them gonna, every year right so it's yeah. not gonna be yeah. a deal breaker there shouldn't it be anyways no and, and people ask too this is something else for solar you know like can they be out in all the weather like maybe out in the winter time and be buried in the snow like the solar panels are, are uh, tested for one inch hailstones at 51 miles an hour is the rating. Um, so they're made out of a, a tempered solar glass. Um, so I, it's strong. Look, you can walk on them. You know, I, I have a guy at, at, with us that when we're at RV shows, he takes the panel and chucks it 10 feet up in the air and it crashes down and scares everybody, but it's totally fine. And, he, you know, he's a pretty stocky guy and he goes and walks on them and like they're, they're pretty <laughs> solid. Um, 
So once they're up there, they're good. Like all it is is with solar is just um, uh, really making sure they're clean and, and they're in the sun. Okay, perfect. So now another thing too, there's a lot of brands of solar out there and, you know, everybody has their ideas on what they want or need, but what would make Go Power better than the other brands? Ooh, okay, so uh, Go Power. Well, we've we, we've kind of been the the pioneers in this for a long time. It's like we've been around for twenty three years, but uh, we've always been uh, pushing the technology. Um, we keep pushing the the size. Well, we're, we're usually the ones to lead the way with the most power output for our panels compared to other brands out there, uh, like our one hundred and ninety watt. And it's you can have a larger grid tie panel. It could be, but physically our panel usually puts out the most power per, you know, per square foot compared to our competitors. Um, there are some different components. So like you were talking before, like looking at a solar panel, um, it's almost like buying diamonds. Unless you, you know what you're looking at, the there's different cell types. So most of the industrial ones that uh, our competitors and would use too, there's the two main ones. Now one's called, uh, polycrystalline and the other one is monocrystalline and they're they're both good panels uh, the polycrystalline aren't as efficient as the mono um, if you look at them usually they're uh, like a more lighter blue color they kind of like you can see the cells in them uh, we kind of equate it to is like the polycrystalline is like a piece of um, press board where the monocrystalline is like a piece of solid oak you may not know that when you look at it first, but that's kind of what you're looking at. The, the monocrystallines usually are more, well, they will be more efficient, so more power per, for the space, but they all perform better in low light and high heat conditions and things like that. So that's the differences um, on, uh, on uh, the panels, and in all of our kits, we use monocrystalline panels. And then controllers, there's, you know, millions of different flavors, like I was talking to you about but um with ours we've always designed ours and there's lots of ones that look like ours because we've been doing it for a long time but um they're flush mounts they don't have any exposed wiring um ours are ul rated which no one else is doing in the industry right now we're pushing that like i was telling you an, an rv is like a i was heard i was heard it never always stuck but it's like a house going through a 6.0 earthquake constantly while it's driving down the road so you want these things to be solid and not come apart in your wall um is that and then um yeah everything we do uh, on the obviously has to be UL approved for both the work we do with the OEM um on the solar side and then for us as a go power brand we, we've always been the ones to incorporate a full power solution category so we're not just a solar company we're not just an inverter company we wanted to provide everything that we could in the entire power system so you could get that off uh, one company and all of our stuff works together well, which is nice. Um, and so now we're, you know, we have batteries, we have lithium, we have inverters, converters, solar, all the little pieces and all the little uh, connectivity harnesses and things that you need as well. Um, and all of the products like I was telling you, everything gets hidden away in the wall or in, in the, the bowels of the RV, except for uh, what you'll see is a, usually an inverter remote and a solar controller. And that's about it. <laughs> right. Yeah, so, you know, for everybody out there listening, I highly suggest going to gpelectric.com, that's GoPower's website, and 
peruse it. Mm-hmm. If you're thinking about solar, there's a lot of questions that you're going to get answered there. There's things that are, that are going to be brought up that you've never even thought about. Definitely a resource to look at. Um, it's going to get into all the little details, things that you're not going to hear anywhere else. Um, even, you know, going to an RV dealership or stores, they're going to leave little things out that maybe they don't know about mm-hmm. or just forgot about. But if you go to the website, you're definitely going to get more information. Um, now, another thing, um, Mark, on the warranty, mm-hmm. what's the warranty on the solar panels for GoPower? Okay, so the all the rigid uh Tempered, tempered glass panels have a 25-year warranty on the panels. And then the flex panels have a five-year because they're made out of a, a plastic Tedlar coating. Um, and then solar controllers are usually five years. Uh, inverters are two to three years. Uh, I think I got it. And then batteries are sort of same thing, two to three years, depending on the type. Okay, so that's some... Pretty good warranty, especially on a panel for 25 years. Yeah. You're not even getting around with it. Yeah. You know where your RV's at in 25 years in most cases. Well, so put it on, forget about it. I don't like it. saying it, but the, <laughs> a lot of the times maybe they might outlast the RVs they're on. But, yeah, they're, they're, pretty, they're pretty solid. They so will. They're, um, uh, you just put it on, they, A lot of people take oh, – right? So I've seen RVs that are um, written off due to uh, – crazy hailstorms that go through and the panels are still fine. So they're, they're pretty tough. Um, all you have to do, you can, with the tempered ones, you can get up there with a pressure washer and blast it all off if you've left it for a while to clean any, you know, dirt or anything off of mm-hmm. it. Um, they're pretty reliable. So there's no moving parts. So long as they're kept clean, they should uh, work. There's panels that are almost 60 years old out there. Granted, they're not quite as efficient, but, is the old technology still works fine. All right. Perfect. Yeah. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. That's a long time. Hey, Mark, thanks a lot. Really appreciate you coming on the show today. And so we finished up talking about go powers warranty. So that's where we ended today. Now we have more questions to ask. So it's going to be in episode number 53, too much ground to cover in one show. So again, thanks Mark for coming on. And I want everybody to check out go power electric website which is gpelectric.com a ton of information there that's very helpful if you're going to get into solar if you're thinking about it maybe you've already bought some solar but you still have some questions and remember you can also call them as well they have a great tech support line great great or a lot of experience so take advantage of it so i want to encourage everybody to look at radioarizonarv.com as well we're going to have links to GoPower's website and some information that was discussed in the show today and, of course, in our next episode as well. So, again, thank you for listening. This is Eric Stark with Radio Arizona RV.